0: stars and stripes today on ESPN 106.3 the United States is back in the world's greatest sporting spectacle seeking soccer glory a duel in the desert looms as the Americans take the pitch in Qatar stars and stripes today on ESPN 106.3 is presented by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care EDS air-conditioning I think financial Stormhouse brewing Brightline and Greenway Kia West Palm Beach The U.S. match kicks off in one hour and Stars and Stripes Today begins now. It's been
1: over eight years since the United States has played a World Cup match. Not since being bounced by Belgium in the round of 16 in Brazil as the United States been on the world soccer stage and it happens just under an hour from now. It is the United States and Wales. This is Stars and Stripes Today on ESPN 106.3 alongside Julian Zaldivar, Ilias Bustamante from Deportes 760, I'm Ken Levicka. And before every US match in this tournament, you will hear us break it down an hour before kickoff here on Stars and Stripes Today. And uh, Julian, you are uh, a man who is my uh, my good friend, but my CONCACAF rival, <laughs> a proud Mexican, um, but as you look at this U.S. team, and you and I have discussed this team an awful lot, the, the travails of Mexico against the U.S., where Mexico stands in CONCACAF, where U.S. stands in CONCACAF, um, the U.S did not look overwhelming. Through large stretches of World Cup qualifying, they did more than enough to get in, but this as the third youngest team in the World Cup, it's difficult
2: to really get a sense for what they are and how they stack up. Absolutely, Ken Elias, great to be here with you guys. Great to have U.S. back in the soccer's biggest stage. I agree, I know Mexico and the U.S. being part of CONCACAF always bring a lot of questions to a World Cup, I mean, it's been eight years, and we, as you said, Ken, it's a really young team, the one that Berhalter brings. Now 14 out of the 26 players play in the top five leagues in Europe. So there's a change in mentality, and I think this is the game. This is when they need to start proving themselves that this is indeed the golden generation of U.S. soccer, at least for men. We'll get to the starting 11s later on in
1: the show. Both teams have put out their 11 for this one. As far as youth is concerned, Ilias, like I, I look at that and it matters. Yeah. It definitely matters, but more so than any other United States team, you have a group of players that have played in the best leagues in the world for some of the top clubs on the planet. This is, from that standpoint, the most experienced U.S. team coming in. But especially for a group that missed the the World Cup four years ago, and Greg Berhalter basically yep. said, "Hey, we are having a youth movement here. I'm just having a hard time pinpointing what the expectation should be." Me, I say they should get to the knockout stage they should yes. be a better side than Wales they should get the result they should beat up in an Iran and whatever you do against England Friday y- y- that is going to be added benefit yeah. that said like, they've been so inconsistent especially on offense yeah
3: no that's the thing uh, Julian uh Ken good day good day for USA it's the first game of the tournament for them and I think it's going to be tough uh, you can't say like, oh, we're going to beat England, because England beat uh, Iran 6-1 today, even though that's a weak team. Right. This team is super young. Tyler Adams, the captain, 24 years old. Team Ream 35. I'm surprised he's not the captain of the team. I think that's the obvious choice. You need leadership. You need uh, older people to leadership the young guys. Uh, average squad age 24 four, twenty five. Yeah. They're my yeah. age. Yeah, they're my age. Literally your age, and right? Now, Wales
2: is the same age, yeah. but pretty much the same. So it's and really I, also I, a young team, I, I right? Think it's a little bit, yeah,
3: like con- like all the same age. But uh, pressure wise, I think they need to go to the round of sixteen. To be honest with you, if you go against Netherlands in the next stage, yeah. you're going out. I don't see USA. You're really? D- yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see them. They have a young squad, but what are you going to do with a young team that has a lot of talent, but you don't know how to use them? Yeah. So
2: you guys think it's more about Greg Berhalter and how he will use this U.S. team as a way to make it to the group stage? I think for me, I mean, we talk about Wales. Other than Garrett Bale, who we know, he's been one of the best soccer players in the last decade. Transcendent player. And and
1: for for Wales, that's been the face of of their sporting planet. He's
2: never played a World Cup either. The Wales team is also really young. I think it's 26, their Mm -hmm. average age. And to me, this is the point where... U.S. soccer really goes to the next level. Thinking about American sports throughout history, we always know the American athlete has that top-notch mentality. When it comes to the last moment, they always end up winning. U.S. soccer on the men's side has never been the case. But I know this is the golden generation when Berhalter really needs to build that mentality. And I think he's been doing a good job. I mean, think about it. It was always the Mexico-U.S. rivalry, the last uh, important matches between these two teams. U.S. won the CONCACAF Nations League. The U.S. won the Gold Cup. The U.S. won two of the qualifiers through the World Cup. I mean, these young players now believe that they can win and I think it's going to make a difference today.
1: In the lead up, the United States has had a ton of trouble scoring goals. The attack has not been strong and it largely comes because the midfield has been wildly inconsistent. Weston McKinney is the one who's going to be looked to to anchor that, the Juventus star, and uh, he has battled injury. He got knocked up about uh, four weeks ago. Yeah. He was able to come back and once camp started in Qatar, he's been able to go full go, but this is a big test for him. And with all the talk of Christian Pulisic, Christian Pulisic, Christian Pulisic is not the best player on this United no. States team. He gets the most publicity. He gets the Captain America moniker, and he absolutely does rise to See the occasion. You, sure? you do have the Captain America <laughs> shirt on in honor of Christian Pulisic. But I would argue that this team this squad is going to go as Weston McKinney goes if he struggles in this tournament as he did as he disappeared through some of CONCACAF World Cup qualifying then the U.S. is going to get bounced in the knockout round I firmly believe that he is the key to everything that's true he's I think he's one of the keys of this
3: team uh And talent-wise, even though McKinney plays in Juventus, he plays in Serie A, he knows how to play. He's maybe the one with the most experience besides the veterans of the team. Has Champions League experience, has won a lot with uh, with the team, has played a lot with USA. Talent-wise, I think maybe people should look at Taylor Adams. Mm-hmm. more than Weston McKinney though
1: you ma- uh, yeah and th- that I agree with And you mentioned him being the captain uh, and you disagree with it but I think there is no more natural fit than Tyler Adams yeah. who is a natural born leader and I thought he was the only choice to be honest yeah. the only rational choice to be honest
2: now let's not forget about the playmaker that one that can really make a difference and to me that's Gio Reina yes. I mean we know the experience from his dad he's one of the biggest most condecorated soccer players in the US and then Gio Reyna is that different player he can really make a play and really put a goal and really can make your team win I do disagree with you guys I think even though Pulisic might not be the most talented player on the pitch I think he's the one that really makes the big plays in the most important moments think about the last game against Mexico it's Christian Pulisic being the new London Donovan really scoring when it matters the most I think if the US is gonna go past the group stage and I have them going all the way through the quarterfinals, I think Pulisic has to be the most important player for the team.
1: The United States and Wales from Qatar. Kickoff is about 49 minutes away. It's stars and stripes today here on ESPN 106.3. Along with Julian Zaldivar, Elias Bustamante, I'm Ken Levicka. Let's get to From the Spot, and let's review the top five storylines for this United States team going against Wales. And we'll start with the biggest omission for Greg Berhalter's side. <laughs> is it... Ricardo Pepe at the top of the formation, the former FC Dallas star, or is it Zach Steffen, the former Manchester City goalkeeper, who was the keeper through most of qualifying, and then Matt Turner gets the nod once it's time to put together the roster. Let's start with you, Ilias. Biggest omission, Pepe or Steffen?
3: For me, it's Pepe. For me, it's Pepe. When you have a goalkeeper that has no confidence, you can't call him. Even though he's going to be your second or third choice, you need a per- you need a guy who has a lot of confidence. And a goalkeeper is the most important and difficult position in the field. If that guy makes a- only one mistake, the game changes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for Pepe, though, even though he hasn't scored in Germany, he's playing right now in Netherlands and mm-hmm. he's scoring. Maybe it's not a good team, but he's playing, he's scoring, and he's making. You know, he's showing himself there in a better league, in a good league. So. For me, the biggest omission is Pepe over Stefan.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that because Pepe, through through moments of qualifying where the US looked clueless on the attack, he's the one that helped them break through. He's the one that helped them to, yeah. to find a semblance of an identity. And yes, he was in not the greatest form uh, over the last three, four months, but it, it goes back to when Klinsman left Landon Donovan off the roster and and, and Pepe's not a a legend okay I'm not comparing him from that standpoint the status of Landon Donovan but what I am comparing him to is a guy who can come in and make an immediate difference on the attack Uh, he can draw attention he can become a pest a problem a distraction and that is what the U.S. lacks I think because you have talent up top but
2: I don't think you have that guy that can change the perspective of the attack like Ricardo Pepe can. I agree. Pepe, they're going to miss Pepe, his talent, his offensive side of things. Now, I'm worried about the goalkeeper because I know Stefan was not included. Now we see Matt Turner. Neither of these goalkeepers have seen a lot of action, a lot of minutes, even though they play for great teams, Arsenal and I mean, they're not being very active. And to me, that's a really dangerous path to walk when you have a goalkeeper that, yeah, they play for great teams in the top soccer leagues in the world, but they're not that consistent. A mental mistake from a goalkeeper can cost you the elimination. And yes, we're talking about Wales. To me, they're one of the weakest European teams in the World Cup. Let's not forget, they barely made it through the now through the playoffs and they eliminated Ukraine. But I'm worried about the goalkeeper position for the U.S.
1: See, this is where I feel better with Matt Turner, though, yeah, who is going to get the start than Zach Steffen, because Matt Turner, in the biggest matches over the last three years, has been the keeper yeah. for the United States. He was the man who came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. dominated the Confederations Cup, an old world performance against Mexico in the final. He started yeah. World Cup yeah. qualifying for the U.S., and I would argue you, that Greg Berhalter made a mistake and had too quick a hook for Matt Turner after the first two cycles of World Cup qualifying. And it seemed like he had a preference for Zach Steffen. He was trying to bulldoze him in to make sure yep. that that was the man he was gonna use in guitar and then leaves him off the squad yep. altogether. Very bizarre stuff, but no matter what happened, I feel more comfortable with Matt Turner yeah, as the guy.
3: And that's true because I know Zach Stefan and Berhalter, they played together they didn't play together. Berhalter coached him. Yeah, the right. crew. yeah. And I think it's like right now, if you see Matt Turner and you say exact Stefan, Turner for me is a better shot stopper. Yes. I agree. Better reflections, better reactions, knows how to play with the ball on his feet. Something like Stefan I think he doesn't know how to do or is not as good as Matt Turner now. We'll see, if you want numbers, Matt Turner only has to play like four games.
2: Exactly. Four European
3: right. games. Europe, not MLS. Europe. Europe. Three clean sheets. Yeah. Four. So, for me, he's in Arsenal for some reason. He's the best keeper you have.
1: And I think he's maybe the best keeper
3: you've ever had since, Tim Howard, yeah. right now, at Ma- the moment.
1: Matt oh. Turner, though, also didn't uh, commit a folly at Wembley Stadium for the world to see either. <laughs> exactly. So that's, uh, exactly. I mean, Stefan, I, I just don't love where his confidence is at. I don't love how mistake-prone he can be. Yeah. Matt Turner, at least. Th- let's be clear. For U.S. soccer fans, this is not going to be Tim Howard. This is not going no. to be Casey Keller. This is not going to be Tony Miola, okay? It's been a long line of really good keepers for the United <laughs> States. Matt Turner's not that, but I think he's a better option. Than Who could
2: forget Tim Howard heroic, uh, uh, remember last game uh-huh. eight years ago against Belgium? He was unbi- almost pretty much unbeatable. Like, Tim Howard, that game against Belgium in the round of 16, I mean, when you come after someone like that, Both of these goalkeepers are young inexperienced. I think that's where I see one of the biggest weakness areas for the U.S. Although, again, let's forget, we're talking about Wales. Gareth Bale is always very dangerous and he could change the game in one play. But I think the U.S. has a good chance of getting three points out yeah. of this match.
1: Yeah, and so that brings us to our most important player for the U.S. Second storyline from the spot here on Stars and Stripes today on ESPN 106.3, Julian Zaldivar, Ilias Bustamante, I'm Ken Lavica, and it is the United States taking on Wales at 2 o'clock on Fox. Most important player for the United States. I know we've touched briefly, but the most important player in the grand scheme of things, whether it is in the attack, whether it is defensively, whether it is is in gold or just simply having him in that training room who is the most important player for the united states julian to me
2: has to be christian pulisic again he's the one who started this whole Jude movement he's the first player that went to europe and then he's had one of the best careers so far in a men's u.s soccer squad he won champions league he won the super cup he's the face he's the leader in the, in the pitch i think christian pulisic this is his time to shine and a lot that the u.s is able to accomplish will go through his feet i think christian pulisic every single match the u.s plays will be key for either they win they draw or hopefully not they lose the yeah. americans
1: most important
3: player Ilias. i'm divided between pulisic adams and mckinney okay the only thing i don't like mckinney is because i don't very fond of his mentality mm-hmm. of that way he is i don't think he's very mature let's say for now pulisic yeah it's a golden boy He's the star of the team. He's, he's the face of the goal. team. Basically, he's the face yeah. of the USA. Who wouldn't remember him on 2018, 17, crying because he didn't qualify? But for me, I think the most important player besides Pulisic, I think it's Adam. But uh, the face of the team,
2: Pulisic. How old is Tyler Adam? 24. Like 24. 24. 24. Yeah. That's a big way to carry on your shoulders, being captain of We're a that young band. team. Yeah. Yeah. First World Cup experience. It's going to be tough. Yep. <sighs> I... I know those are all the recognizable
1: names but this needs to be a defense that can hold up against pressure they are going to receive a lot of pressure today against Wales I think Wales wants to hit on the counter you've got to be disciplined you've got to keep your head yep. England as we saw today they are just going to keep pushing waves forward Harry Kane at the top of the formation he can distribute as well as attack the goal as we saw so many times today I'm just concerned about how that back line is going to hold up And I see someone like a Walker Zimmerman playing center back there where he has not performed particularly well through stretches in an American shirt. If he gets broken down, if he loses communication, if he can't get the job done as the best center back for the United States, they're going to have major problems. Mm -hmm. I I know this might seem like, oh, Ken's being snooty, bringing up a rando. No, I mean, Walker Zimmerman. If he fails, the U.S. is going to extraordinarily flame out.
3: Yeah. No, and I agree with you because everybody will go to Team Ream. But he's right now playing excellent. Yeah. right, Excellent. E- in right, Fulham. Excellent. But uh, it's Zimmerman. It's a defense. If he fails, and I still don't understand why, he is starting over uh, Vickers. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't understand that you well,
2: have to believe in greg behalther at this point yeah. you have to believe in the coach yeah. i know you guys are not big fans of him you believe more about jesse march but at this point he i think he's led this young generation to the i mean he qualified them to the world cup he won again Concacaf nation league he won the gold cup i think the mental state of this team is stronger than ever and i think at this point we need to believe in the decision that the coach is making
1: number three here in from the spot our third and final the strength of the United States, the strength of the U.S., where they're going to be able to find the most success based off of what aspect of their approach to this one, Elias? Oof. That's tough. That's tough.
3: I think the physical part. I think USA has a lot of physical strength. They are. They don't get tired. They go all the way. They're very silent. They're so all track athletes. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, and I think that's the advantage for USA today, and trust me, today they're going to run. They're going to run a lot because that... James, Bale, and Wilson, they run. They're good with the ball. Adam Ramsey is good with the ball. So USA, that's a big strength. What about you, Julian? I think
2: defense. I think when you see the rivals that U.S. is going to have to face in the group stage, you see Wales, you see England. A lot of uh, a lot of balls will go on the air, and defensively, they have to be very careful with the headers, they have to be very careful to be well organized in the back part of the field, because Wales and England, they score a lot through the air, so they need to be very disciplined, and again, that's why I think the goalkeeper will play a key role, because if he makes a mistake on the aerial part of things, then it could get difficult for Team U.S. When we
1: return here from Stormhouse Bruin and North Palm Beach, we'll go through the 11s, the United States and Wales sports. Spoiler alert, Ilias already does not like <laughs> what Greg Berhalter is putting out <laughs> there against the Welshmen. It is the United States and Wales. This is Stars and Stripes today. We are at Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove, Commons, US 1, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. This is the place to watch the International Soccer Tournament. This is the place to come have a pint or two, or, well, more than that. Full food menu, delicious beer crafted on-site. All the TVs you could want. They've got the open spots at the bar. They've got the seating. This is the perfect venue to bring friends, leave work on a Monday, and come watch the U.S. start things in the World Cup against Wales. Uh, So, again, 2 o'clock is when the match starts. We're on the air until 2 o'clock, but... We'd love to see you out here at Stormhouse Brewing where we're gonna be hanging and watching the match. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net/slash ortho. We look at the 11s for the U.S. and Wales when we come back. He's Julian Zaldivar and Ilias Bustamante. I'm Ken LaVica. This is Stars and Stripes today on ESPN 1063.
0: is Stars and Stripes Today on ESPN
1: 106.3. We
0: return to Stormhouse Brewing,
1: Stars and Stripes Today here on ESPN 106.3, the United States and Wales, and we're looking at the Fox broadcast right now, Tim Ream, who is going to be in the United States 11 right now, warming up as the U.S. gets going in Qatar. Julian Zalibar, Elias Bustamante from Deporte 760. You can hear them tonight, 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock on Deporte 760. You guys are broadcasting every single night, correct, during the course of the World
2: Cup at 5 o'clock? That's correct. We have the games, and then right after we are going on the air just to talk about everything about the exciting tournament, which is great. So get
1: your Spanish language recap of the World Cup every night to Porte 760, 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 760 AM. All right, gentlemen, let's go through the starting 11. Let's start with the United States. Matt Turner in goal. The young star Serginho Dest, Walker Zimmerman, Tyler Adams follow him up. It's Anthony Robinson, Eunice Moussa, Weston McKinney, followed by Christian Pulisic, Tim Ream, Tim Weah and Josh Sargent. That is your starting 11 for the United States. Early thoughts on that Julian. It's a team that maybe doesn't have a ton of goal scoring power but also is a team that maybe is the most consistent unit that Greg Burhalter could put out there if you want to keep things level in the early going against Wales.
2: And I think that's what you need. Let's just think about where these junk players are right now they've never most of them except for one player has been in a world cup before their average age group is below 25 you want consistency you want to put those players that have been around each other for the longest time and that's what you need to create that confidence this is the key matchup for team us they win today they have a good chance of making it past the group stage but confidence is key and i think that's why i like this group i see this starting lineup and i think they will find a way at least To get the three points.
1: All right. So, Elias, you didn't like this at first glance from uh, Greg Berhalter. his starting 11. Where do you see that there is a hole here or a potential matchup that's not being exploited with this 11? Uh,
3: For me, it's uh, two things. One, the defense. Me, personally, I'm not a big fan of Dest. Mm -hmm. He's good at attacking, but at defending, he lacks. He lacks on defense. And I'm saying
1: why Dest and not Scully. Okay. From Gladbach. I wonder if this means with Death though that the US is fully planning on pushing forward. Fully planning on uh, trying to hold possession yes. and and uh, if you get hit on the counter you hope the desk can get back and recover.
3: Yeah, and the thing that worries me is like yes, Des is gonna go back, he's gonna cover. But Wales has a lot of speed on the wings. Daniel James is fast. Bale is fast, Wilson is fast, Nico Williams, he's fast too. I want a defender, me personally, who stays a little bit more, who is more physical, strong. Scali, for me, is a guy for this game, for this game and for England. For Iron, you can play this. Yeah. Or you can play this to close the game. Now, on the attack, I don't like Sergent right now. I think, uh, for example, Ferreira is coming on a better run mm-hmm. yeah. with Dallas. More goals, more assists. He plays more. And, well, he hasn't played. Right. He doesn't play that much.
1: I'm a bit surprised that a Brendan Aronson is
2: exactly. seen in
1: that role. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, why not Aaronson? Maybe, why not, I don't know, maybe Reyna? Yeah.
2: I think it's more of a bench option for I the think, second half. I,
1: I think that I was a little surprised that it wasn't Aronson and Josh Sargent got the call. Yeah. Um, I do think that you're going to see substitutions come around the hour mark yeah. and I think definitely Gio Reyna we'll is going to be on one page. of the yeah. first yeah, coming in yeah. I would be willing to bet that Reyna who is injury rep- uh, injury prone, he's had the hamstring issues for really the better part of the last year mm-hmm. he's finally healthy there in Bundesliga um, I, I honestly think that he might be coming off the bench today because he starts in the U.S. midfield as an attacking midfielder against England, I just have a feeling that might be the approach for Berhalter, but I'm with you, this attack, you, you've you set up attacking options on the wings out of the back of your Greg Berhalter, but you do not have your best attackers no. at the top of the you're lacking goals. You need goals, and your goal scorers are on the bench. Yeah. Let and me ask you something. And this looks like a three-man back for the United yep. States as yep. well.
2: How do you stop Garrett Bale? Because we all know that's the biggest threat. We know he has experience. We saw him score in the MLS final. I think that has to be one of your biggest goals when it comes to really finding the, the starting lineup. How do you think Berhalter is planning to stop Bale?
1: Well, let's go through the 11 and let's talk about Bale. You've got Hennessy, Williams, Davies, Mepham, Rodon, uh, Wilson, Ramsey, Gareth Bale wearing the armband, Roberts, Ampadu, and James. A number of those guys that Ilya has already mentioned. There is a lot of Premier League experience coming in. This is also, though, a Wales country that hasn't been to the World Cup since 1958. This is their first modern World Cup. 64 years. Yeah, and so <laughs> this is the golden age of Wales football. Yep. Some would say that while they're young, they're a bit on the back end because as Gareth Bale was in his prime, they were unable to break through. Yep. They did make the semifinals of the Euros in mm-hmm. 2016. Correct. That was really their high yep. watermark to this point. And then they qualified for and the World And then they finally qualified for the World Cup. Julian asked the question, Ilias, how do you contain Gareth Bale? Because I almost feel like it goes to What you were saying earlier was a strength for the Americans. He's a big body, but he's an old body, and you got to knock him around. It's going
3: to be a, I don't know if it's going to be the right word. Uh, It's a personal, basically, just go personal with him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let him move. Don't let him turn around, because if you see, the game is going to go through Ramsey and through Bale. Those two guys are the oldest ones. More experience between those two. Ramsey knows McKinney. McKinney knows Ramsey. They play together at Juventus. They may know how to get into each other, but the keys. Stop Bale. Put, I don't know, Weston McKinney on top of Bale the whole game. Zimmerman on top of Bale the whole game. Yeah. Stop Bale. And deny, you might stop Wales Yeah, make scoring. him feel
2: uncomfortable. Yeah. Because Wales is going to play from beginning to yeah. end. Bale is going to play from beginning to end. And he has a lot of experience. He knows whats what it is to score in big games. Yep. With Champions League, he did it with Real Madrid in the final. He's been, he, he scored the goal that led Wales to the World Cup. I think that's where you need yep. to be the most careful.
3: The key with Bale, and this is the last one, if you stop Bale, you stop Wales. If you don't let him turn around, if you don't let him move, if you don't let him run, Wales stops playing. But as soon as you give him just one little chance, he's going to score. And yeah. that's where Only the experience
2: worries me a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I just wonder if you're allowing the old man, Gareth Bale, who really... Hasn't played much as of late. He helped uh, LAFC through the playoff run. But he is, I mean, he's an MLS man. He is a man who simply now, his career has been left to play for international pride. It's such a pick-me-up to that club if he scores. I'm actually a bit surprised he's getting the start because, again, with his work rate, he's really a benchman at this point, a substitute at this point, Gareth Bale. If you let him score and that raises Wales to another level. I know that's not a tangible thing, but I think it's a real thing.
3: Yeah, and even though he might not play with LAFC, and he just scored a goal, but he doesn't play there, when you play for your national team, that's yeah. different. That's totally and different. And totally
2: And that's why he went to play to the MLS, to get that rhythm. He might not play every single match, but we saw him. The final, when it mattered the most, he went up there and he scored, and that allowed LAFC to go to the penalty kicks. This is the most important match for Wales, too. Let's not forget well, about that. Well, this
1: is the match in the group that determines who is the second team to get out. In yeah, my opinion. Yep, yeah. Because Friday, if the United States, you're going in as a heavy underdog against the English, yeah. and if you pull off a result great like they did against Portugal in Brazil, should have won that match, yeah, they, if they not draw. for a late defensive yeah. mistake yeah. in the final minute. Um, so you never know what's going to happen. The U.S. always plays to uh, its its bigger opponent, <laughs> at least in my experience. 2010, they
2: draw against England. And right. England back then was a heavy favorite. I know England was impressive today they destroyed Iran but this is the match it, but this
1: is the yeah. match if you get three points out of this match you are going on yes. to the knockout stage because even if you, if you three lose points here, if you you're lose going against on.
2: England then you have Iran who's the weakest team in the group yeah. so you have control of your destiny if you lose today whether you're Wales or the U.S. your chances of going to the knockout stage really diminish yeah but let's
3: be clear like what happened today is not going to happen to the U.S. 6 1. That's not going to happen. Not gonna, yeah. That's not going to happen to you. Neither a 3 0 or a 4 1. But
1: it's I say it's the perfect start for England, though. Oh, no, for sure. Because uh, yeah. things were looking a bit dicey in the opening 20 minutes. The head injury to the Iranian keeper happens, and it yeah. seems like the English sort of press the reset button and then it was free flowing from yeah. there. Yeah. And so you're right, it's not going to happen, but the English certainly, they look like a more dynamic side than the nerver, the nervous hand-wringing England yeah. team we've grown accustomed to seeing. And I, maybe it's the Euro run that they made where it seemed like they got that out of their system uh, in 2020. Uh, but man, they looked like a yeah. totally different yeah. confident side. They've
2: been this close to, the, I mean, remember the World Cup, they lost in the semifinal. The Euro, they lost in the final. I think this is the year where Southgate, I mean, he's known these players since they were in the in their younger years. Right. I think this is the year when they go all the way. But going back to the Wales-US match, also, what if they draw? If they draw, then you have to think about the England game because whoever receives the less goals against England because of goal difference yeah. might have a chance, assuming Wales and US defeat Iran, have the biggest chance to go to the knockout stage. Goal difference is a big thing to also take into account. It
1: absolutely is. It absolutely is. And so it's too bad you can't get England in the knockout stage where you can bring them to penalties but that's okay (laughs) Um, well uh, the the United States trying to take down Wales today Uh, we'll take a break first though I want to tell you about underdog sports underdog fantasy underdog fantasy.com it's my favorite fantasy it's the best fantasy and it is chock full of soccer fantasy games right now use the featured section in the underdog fantasy app and play today doing some pick'em for Monday night football and doing some soccer as well underdog fantasy underdog fantasy.com again I don't like to wait a whole week to be in a fantasy football league. I like to play every night with Underdog Fantasy and get that money up. And right now, use the promo code WESTPALM, double that deposit up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy using the promo code WESTPALM. Again, you double your deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Underdog Fantasy, the best fantasy, my fantasy, Underdog Fantasy. When we return, we give focus to Greg Berhalter. He is a very, very, very divisive manager for this United States team. How do we feel about him and the prospects of the U.S. being able to navigate through this tournament? We'll focus on Greg Berhalter when we come back. We are just over 20 minutes away from kickoff the United States and Wales. It stars and stripes today on ESPN 106.3. <laughs>
0: Stars and Stripes Today on ESPN 106.3.
1: Stars and Stripes Today rolls on here from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. This is where you should be taking in the entire tournament. This place was built to be a site to watch soccer. A ton of room, you've got the craft beer brewed on site, the full food menu, the all day happy hour sausage platter special today, the English meat pie special today, but it's a local craft brewery with a food menu with the massive flat screen TVs. There is not a bad seat in this entire place. Make this your soccer headquarters. Right here at Stormhouse Brewing, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. The United States and Wales. It was not since. A very, very warm July afternoon in 2014. The U.S. has played in a World Cup match. And if you recall the start of that tournament, it was a weekday night in Brazil where the U.S. got the fastest goal in U.S. soccer history when Clint Dempsey scored against Ghana only to see the match tied in the second half before John Brooks Heroics in the 86th minute gave the United States all three points in an opening win over Ghana that was revenge yeah yeah in revenge for the knockout in loss in 2010 yep. in South Africa so now today the opponent is Wales Gareth Bale familiar name former Tottenham Real Madrid star now an MLS man with LAFC but yep. he is the face he is the greatest player in Wales history and this is their time to take advantage. There have been close calls with Wales. This is their golden generation. Mm -hmm. Some would say the back end because uh, Gareth Bale has to be a part of that. And this is in all likelihood his last World Cup. There's at his age and his injury history not going to be a World Cup for Gareth Bale in the U.S. and in Canada and in Mexico four years from now. But what about for the United States? This is what has been called their golden generation, and it's accurate. There has never been an American team with so much European top league experience, whether it's Serie A, whether it's Bundesliga, whether it's Premier League, these are uncharted territories, for uh, uncharted territory collectively for the United States side. So Julian, when you're talking about pressure and you're talking about expectations, I think that because of that and because of the failures of four years ago, It is now all of these players got four years older. A number of these, at least half the roster would have played in Russia. Didn't get the opportunity. They've ripened now to this point. I think there's pressure to atone for the failure of four years ago when they missed the World Cup. And because now you've heard these names in their household now in the American lexicon, you got to get past the group stage.
2: I agree. That has to happen. I do disagree with you guys. I don't think the pressure is that much for this young U.S. team. Let's not forget... 99% of the players today uh, against Wales have zero World Cup experience. They're under 25. They are looking into the future. They're thinking 2026, this is the best practice for when they're actually going to be able to surpass our expectations. For me, this is when they need to really build their confidence. This is where they build that mentality. So four years from now, they can actually do something historic. Still, Gareth Bale, public enemy number one today, Christian Pulisic he needs to become that next player the next Landon Donovan cuz he's going to be leading the way till 2026. I think there's pressure but not as much pressure as some people might think. In 4 years there's absolutely
1: going to be the heaviest pressure on a US side because you're going to have this core. You don't have to qualify. You're in you're yep. playing on home soil. They
2: will be on their prime as players as well. Exactly. They
1: yes. will be they will be in their prime. You're exactly right. That said, it's going to be 4 years. If if if, if the United States can't get out of the group stage, and a loss today sets the tone, and they have a 98 top. Type debacle like mm-hmm. they did in France. It's going to be four years of wait, are these guys actually real? Yep. Are these guys actually capable yeah. of bringing the US where we believe American soccer should mm-hmm. be? That's why I think there's a lot of pressure because there's all this buildup after missing the Russia World yep. Cup to here you go, now you're on the platform, what are you going to do with yeah. it?
3: Yeah, I know, and I agree, I'm divided right now between what Julian said and what you said. I think USA do have a lot of pressure. You have all this hype around the team because the team is young. It's exciting. They play in maybe not the best teams in the world, but the best leagues in the world. They do that. They yeah, play there. So they have true. this type of hype around them. Like they have to go past a group stage. They have to go maybe to the quarterfinals yes. if they have an easy route. Why not? The pressure is we have to first leave this group. Secondly, play well. Not pretty. Play well. Just yeah. play good enough good, to get good the enough. Right. Show we are a world-class team and we have potential. That's pressure. And that pressure is going to set up for the next four years. After what happens in this World Cup, that's going to set up the pressure for the next one. If this team doesn't qualify out of the group stage, the pressure for the next four years is going to be huge because it's your house.
1: You're playing here. Right. Other than Gareth Bale, on paper... I think the United States is the better side than Wales is. They have the should better be. talent. Should, should be. They have the better ability. Greg Berhalter earlier this week in Qatar told media that he believed that in the United States, Wales was underrated. That And as we mentioned earlier, they have an influx of Premier League players, mm-hmm. not to the level of the United States, but they are a team that is based around their Premier yep. League talent. Do you agree with Bre- Greg Burhalter that Wales is
3: underrated? I do agree with him. I do agree with him because you see Wales and you see, oh, it has got a bail. And that's but it. it's so much more than that. It's much more than that, not because the names is where they play. And on paper, you might say, oh, but we have Pulcic and we have Sargent and they only have bail, for example. That's on paper. As soon as those guys, those 22 guys start playing, Maybe Wales is gonna be better than you. Mm-hmm. You never know. You have 90 minutes to show who's better. There and get, and Wales have Gareth Bale. They have a lot of players who played in Premier League. Adam Ramsey, the goalkeeper, Premier League. For the whole defense, Premier League, yeah. midfield, all Premier League. All of them play in the Premier League. They have the quality. That's fast-paced game. The thing is, don't like there are not that overrated underrated. Oh, please, sorry.
2: I, th- I don't think they're as good. I mean, honestly, no, they're good. When you, I'm not saying they're not good, but I think they're. I think we're giving them the right, uh, the right reputation. When you think about all the European teams in the World Cup, you're gonna face UEFA teams no matter what. Yeah. And when yeah. you think about all the ones that are present in Qatar, you'd like to have Wales you as the opponent. Have Wales yeah, for like sure. Like when you think you could have other worse teams that are more competitive. I agree with Elias. I'm not saying this team is not competitive, but I don't think they're one of the most powerful European teams. I think this is the perfect match for these golden generation of American players to start making a name for themselves. If they have a chance to win, if they have a chance to earn their three points and start their journey towards the knockout stage, what better rival than Wales?
1: By yeah. the way, uh, checking out a forward Madison hat. The Mingos are represented here out of USL League 1. I love it. We've got a real good turnout coming in here to Stormhouse Brewing again. This should be your international soccer tournament headquarters. And I came here today in my blue Kia k 5 GT, Courtesy of Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Love them, and that's the best car buying experience you're going to find at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia, Beach.com. Check out that selection first online, then go by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, and you there are going to be able to test drive. You there are going to be able to receive the benefits of them having bank reps on site, a credit clinic right there at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach so they can help you with a monthly payment that is not going to keep you up at night, sweating and worried. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. We mentioned Greg Berhalter. Let's discuss him. There was a lot of pop in circumstance around the German savior, Jurgen Klinsmann, um, uh, and then. In World Cup qualifying, that really fractured and fell apart. I think him leaving Landon Donovan off of the Brazil squad started the downward spiral. Uh, He was never able to cinch it back up in uh, qualifying for Russia. Bruce Arena was brought in to salvage things and could not do it after the loss to Trinidad and Tobago ended things. So in came Greg Berhalter. Has it been steadier? Sure. Has he been the beneficiary of the best talent U.S. soccer has ever had? Absolutely, but other than the triumph in the Confederations Cup, I don't see where they have been excellent, where they have excelled, where they have looked like a potential future juggernaut. Greg Berhalter, as a Mexican fan, what do you see from him? Because I see mediocrity, but for me, that's no longer good enough.
2: I think consistency has been Berhalter's uh, biggest mistake, but as an outsider, I see a man with a vision. I see someone who knows the quality of players he has, and he's trying to develop them, and it's one step at a time. Now, something that Berhalter brings to the table is the fact that he was a World Cup player with the U.S. team, Mm -hmm. 2002, 2006. He was part of that squad that probably had the biggest win in U.S. soccer's history, that 2-0 against Mexico. He knows how to talk to players, especially young players. He knows how to put a chip on their shoulder, how to motivate them. I think he's the right person for the job. I don't know if he should stay for another four years. but He's starting to develop this process Which hopefully will come into full fruition Four years from now
1: I don't see any identity with the U.S. attack Ever or really with The tactics With Greg Berhalter Can he develop talent? I think so And I think it's shown And I think that he has a pretty solid relationship with players There doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be a ton of dissension in the locker room no. if, if it is It gets squashed pretty quickly Him and Pulisic at times have gone back and forth But there seems like there's a mutual mm-hmm. respect there But just tactically I'm never impressed by him. Uh, what do you no. make of Greg
3: Burhalter? Honestly, besides tactics, uh, first of all, I think he has a uh, good taste in sneakers. He does have great taste in have sneakers. Good shoes. And he
1: throws one yeah. hell of a soccer bounce pass. Yes, <laughs> yeah. sir.
3: Good shoes. Yeah. And the show he puts on the games, that's good too. Yeah. But now, tactics wise, without getting into much details, USA don't play anything. They don't play at anything. They just pass the ball. They keep possession. They're solid on defense, and that's it. But I mean, I'm not also asking for a tiki-taka type of football. Yeah, no, very, I'm not asking. I'm not yeah. asking for that. But I agree with Julian too. Tactic-wise, he's lacking. Yeah. You may, ha- I mean, you might need a better coach
1: on that. I mean, way. Bob Man Bradley. Was. Bob Bradley was fortify at the back. Shut everything down with your physicality and your athleticism yeah. and then hit on the counter, hit yeah. on the counter, yeah, hit exactly. on the counter. Your Klinsman tried to incorporate a possession style of football. It worked for a bit. It didn't really catch, yeah. and then things eventually Luke, fell apart. I don't know what Berhalter is. No, at the end,
3: and um, playing well, playing well, for me, subjective. subjective. Yeah. As long as you get the results, yeah. that's, that's what matters. Especially
2: in a World Cup group stage. Exactly. Who cares if you didn't play well exactly. as long as you make it past yeah. the group stage? Also, Greg Berhalter is a man in the middle. Clinsman started this huge youth project. He's taken over. And the next coach, probably Jesse March, is going to be the one really getting all the credit. I don't see Jesse When March the U.S. No. wins something specific. I think Berhalter has the team mentally ready to be able to go to the next step, and I think that's where we should focus. If Berhalter is able to get the U.S. past the group stage, yeah. I think he has done a good enough job. What I think is like he's not using
3: the complete potential of the right. team. That's, that's my problem that they got so much there. But they're 25
2: years old, and even, even the players are not still ready to be able to fulfill the potential.
3: <laughs> yeah, but still, That's the only issue. You have a team you can use much better than what you're using right now, Yeah, much better. And
1: right now, the United States, as you see, Weston McKinney's got the red, white, and blue splash in the hair, about to uh, play in the World Cup for the first time in over eight years. It has been a long, long, long time. Let's quickly get to predictions here. Julian, we'll start with you. U.S. Wales in this group stage match in Qatar.
2: Key matchup for the U.S., really close game. Pulisic comes through. He scores the winning goal, 2-1. I'm going with the Stars and Stripes.
1: Julian says 2-1 in favor of the Americans. What about you, Elias? 1-0. USA. 1-0 USA. I also say 1-0 to the Americans in this match. I think it is going to be extremely physical probably a bit sloppy as well but the U.S. will find a goal and be able to hang on setting up what will be the most significant American soccer match in history against England on Friday. If you thought U.S. Portugal the second match in Brazil eight years ago was significant for U.S. soccer just wait until Friday the day after Thanksgiving, completely unique circumstance, Mm -hmm. the United States and England at two o'clock and of course you can watch it at Stormhouse Brewing I'm going to go check my uh, fantasy sports app the best fantasy underdog fantasy get my final picks in soccer wise get my final picks in with the pick again use the promo code West Palm double that deposit up to $100 with the promo code West Palm underdog fantasy underdog fantasy.com that's underdog fantasy my fantasy the best fantasy underdog fantasy Julian Ilias and I will be back Friday at 1 o'clock Black Friday edition of Stars and Stripes Today before the U.S. and England. Gentlemen, well done. Appreciate you as Thank always. You. Julian Zaldivar, Elias Bustamante, I'm Ken Levicka. The United States and Wales just moments away. This has been Stars and Stripes Today from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach right here on ESPN 106.3. Go U.S.